Welcome back. On our last episode, we introduced ourselves and the show and talked a lot of background. This time, we discuss a couple of very short stories and begin the very first prequel in Star Wars history. I'm Luke, this is Kelsey, and we're here to tell you a people's history of the Old Republic. Welcome, I'm Kelsey. We are going to be talking about the the depths of canon, or really what was once canon, as we spent a lot of time last time going over. Canon in Star Wars is a very malleable thing. There is the canon that George Lucas created of the original films. There is the canon of the stories that were sort of tied into that universe broadly and loosely authorized. And then when Disney took over Star Wars, it sort of replaced and is re-solidifying canon. So we are going to look back at these stories that were once canon and maybe adapted back into being canon again. Right. Since this is uh, since this is the very beginning of, of what we're going to talk about, the very beginning of the timeline, um, we wanted to give a brief uh, bit of background here. Um, prior to its acquisition by Disney, Lucas divided all the um, EU Star Wars material into seven publishing eras based on uh, in-universe dating points. Now, there are also a lot of... Uh, time periods that they have listed in there that uh, correspond to more how we would uh, consider time, you know, uh, like uh, the, the Renaissance era or, or something like that. But um, when we're talking about Old Republic here, uh, we're talking about uh, the longest and largest of these eras spanning from the founding of the Old Republic, 25,053 years, BBY, all the way up until uh the Rusan Reformation and Darth Bane's institution of the rule of two in 1000 BBY. However, there are zero standalone stories from 25,000 until 8,000 and uh, only scant mentions in between that. Now the, the earliest date or the earliest info that there was in the EU was uh, there was a, a big bang and the galaxy was formed similar to, to ours, some uh, 13 million years, uh, BBY. Um, and technically, we're not discussing the earliest standalone stories in Star Wars. We are, uh, th- there are stories from the uh, before the Republic era, the Dawn of the Jedi comic series, uh, which take place uh, 700 or so years earlier. But uh, frankly, they are uh, not very good, in my opinion. And um, the, a lot of the info uh, has already been uh, superseded or washed away. Um, and right here, uh, we want to do our first uh, canon update. And uh, what these are going to be are primarily, as Kelsey said, we're going to be talking about the EU timeline, all the stories, the games we've played, the books we've read, things like that. But uh, we will be interspersing uh little pieces of information here and there where we have them. And, and uh, I think uh, I think Kelsey has the first one here. Sure. So the first canon update is that both uh, Tython, which is the expanded universe birthplace of the Jedi, and Ossus, which is their home after leaving Tython, are named in reference books as being possible Jedi strongholds at one point. But Octo has been confirmed as the birthplace of the Order in canon. 
And in the expanding universe, Ilum was discovered 22,800 years before the Battle of Yavin, or BBY, by a Jedi, and soon became a holy place of pilgrimage for the Order. Um, and this was confirmed in canon by the Clone Wars show. Yeah, that's... So so that's that's what we want to talk about. So when if you look at this and you are a fan of these stories or you just go and you you look at Wikipedia or Wikipedia rather uh, later and you say, hey, there's a giant time gap here. Uh, we wanted to let you know why. Now, the first story here is um, it, it, it's almost exclusively told in, in reference in a reference book. Uh, there's little scant information elsewhere. Uh, and it's, uh, the story of pious day, I guess is how it's pronounced. And this is roughly, uh, 11,987 BBY to 10,996. And, uh, what it is here is pious day was a fundamentalist human, uh, humanocentric religious cult that orchestrated the impeachment and assassination of the prior Supreme chancellor. And, uh, then installed a man who they called con contispex one contispex the first with his. And after that, his mostly lineal descendants, uh, took over the cult. Um, they ruled, basically the galaxy, the Supreme Chancellorship for, uh, you know, a thousand years. And, uh, the story in a lot of ways, uh, resembles, uh, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of modern religious organizations, but uh, but definitely the uh, definitely the Catholic Church um, in that they took on a number of crusades against alien uh, alien worlds and alien systems. Yeah, another um, example might specifically be looking at like the way the Teutonic Order worked in Eastern Europe where the whole role of the empire was crusading against the near population to then sort of settle and then colonize and then expand under a domination in accordance with the fundamentalist view of the religious order. And right here, um, this group, in the EU, this is one of the largest expansionary periods for the Republic. They uh, expanded greatly from... uh, in the core near Coruscant and Corellia all the way out to, to near hut space, which is where, you know, Tatooine is. And, um, you, you, you're exactly right. They, they, they acted in an imperialist way, uh, spread this, uh, religious fundamentalism out there and, uh, basically took over the, the entire, um, the entire uh, uh, galactic structure. They took over the entire Senate, the, uh, the military, all of, you know, all the government posts, things of that nature. Um, and, and they used some of the Jedi as their, their holy warriors. Uh, most of the Jedi withdrew after about 300 years and uh, they left and went back to Ossus. But uh, some of them stayed and formed something called the Order of the Terrible Glare, uh, which is just a tremendous name. I don't, I, <laughs> I that, yeah. 
I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, exactly. Like I'm just imagine just an evil eye, or like, like the force is just really angry at someone. Is just you know, just staring, staring holes through you. It's, it's a very Star Wars name. Um, later, um, towards towards the end of of the the reign of Pius Day, uh, in eleven thousand one hundred, the Jedi joined in open revolt with uh, a number of alien species, including the Kamasi, and uh, eventually colluded with uh, the Bureau of Ships and Services, who, uh, as as they say, seeded uh, the Pius Day Crusader ships with bad hyperspace points, and basically uh, either. The, the ones who weren't killed by being thrown into sun into the sun or a black hole or something were uh were were just stranded and, and left a certain death. Uh the Jedi and uh the alien species then orchestrated a coup and uh removed the Pious Day and the Supreme Chancellor. So yeah, it was uh there there's a you know, your fundamentalist religious story outside of the Jedi in, in Star Wars. And one of the neat things, too, that we see in the story, I mean, other than just the universe is, the Star Wars universe has within it just a depth of time that we don't really see reflected much um, right. in the films. We see that there's like the sense that the world is very, very old, um, but even though the Empire is like two generations old at the point of like the latest trilogy. But you can see this this is a rich, deep history and also that there are weirder things than happen so far in film. Um, I personally would be super intrigued by the idea of um, bad hyperspace sabotage, um, though I know that stranding someone in nowhere doesn't make compelling cinema. It's a super neat concept for the universe. Right. I, 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 like, uh, I like that idea, and I... I I don't think that that was the first time that they've used that. I, I'm in fact, I'm almost positive or not almost positive. But I know that it was, it was used as a plot point at some point in, in the Clone Wars series. Um, uh, but the, the only reason that uh, we, we wanted to bring up the pious day here um, in, and this is the, the second, uh, second canon update is that, Contipus X, uh, Contipus the First, I'm sorry, uh, served as Chancellor prior to the rise of the Empire, and his ashes were kept by Dryden Voss in a box somewhere on his yacht in the movie Solo, according to the Solo Visual Dictionary. Now, um, that entire scene, I've talked about it before, but that entire scene is just um chock full of references and different pieces of information and that they they only gave us a little bit there now i don't know that they'll ever do anything with pious day because it seems like a a very on the nose reference in the first place but uh it's something interesting and and explains a lot of the expansionism of uh of of the galactic republic so then i think that takes us to um 8,000 years before Battle of Yavin to a weird, weird little one-off um, called Talatni Throws a Shape, which was written in 1981, and it's a one-shot comic by uh, the uh, legendary uh, comic writer Alan Moore. Yeah, it's... It- 
it's this it's just this really strange tiny uh comic i you know 20 pages long or so but it is the first story from the old republic it's the first it's still the first standalone story and when it was written in 1981, um, I mean, it obviously wasn't conceived of as this giant, larger uh, EU as we know it today. At at the time, it, I mean, there were a few comics that Marvel put out, and there was one book, The Splinter of the Mind's Eye, um, and more probably just chose a, a random time, uh, <clears throat> a long, long, long time before the Battle of Yavin. But... Um, uh, it's uh, un- until 2012, it was the oldest standalone story in the Star Wars timeline. And even though it's highly unlikely uh, that, that it will come back, except maybe as, you know, a brief one-off mention or something of that nature, uh, it, it is interesting because it shows us that, uh, that, that time travel, time displacement, and uh, the, these weird supernatural functions uh, have been part of Star Wars uh, since, obviously, you know, the, the Force is weird, but they've been part of Star Wars it's since even uh, you know, even before the EU started to expand in the early nineties with with the Thrawn trilogy. Huh. Um and so basically when we're talking about these stories where we where we have more information, we're gonna go through and we're gonna talk about uh meta information of the stories, talk about the characters. Uh, the timeline, and then we'll we'll discuss the story. The, the characters here, uh, basically, the only ones we know are Leia. Uh, that's Princess Leia. Uh, three stormtroopers and four bedlam spirits uh, that take on uh, corporeal form. Uh, the timeline here, uh, we're talking about uh, taking place simultaneously between um, uh, just before the battle of Hoth in the empire strikes back and, uh, in 8,000 BBY, because, uh, as you'll see, one of these bedlam spirits, uh, creates a, a causal time loop. Um, I guess the best way to describe that would be uh, Hodor in game of Thrones or, uh, whoever, uh, invented the song in, uh, back to the future. Was it Chuck Berry or Michael J. Fox? Who's to say? But that's what a causal time loop is. So, <laughs> oh, good examples. Good examples of did the thing happen, but only because the time traveler did it? Can the time traveler have not happened? So it's sort of integral then because of the way it works is that you have to have the time travel for any of this to fit together. Right. And, and it's, it's, um, it, Basically, Leia is uh, is chased uh, in a in a ship to an unknown planet by three sto- stormtroopers. Now, when she crashes there um, and and escapes from her ship, she trips over uh, three dead stormtroopers who she knows shouldn't be there because stormtroopers haven't uh, been around that long. And she said that their, their bodies and uh, armor and everything are decrepit. Um, she then encounters uh Talatni who is uh, a spirit that can 
conjure things out of time and space and uh, basically do whatever she wants. And uh, Talatni sees the sees Leia, the three stormtroopers, and she Talatni has a couple of her friends, and they basically decide they're going to uh, mess around with uh, with the humans and. Uh, Talatni turns Leia's heart to diamond and, and kills her uh, and kills the three other stormtroopers in various ways. And then after Talatni and her other friends get bored, they leave it to another shade or another spirit um, to clean up the mess. Now, the problem is they don't understand time. So, when the mess gets cleaned up and Leia and the stormtroopers are resurrected, Leia is resurrected in her normal time period, 3 ABY, but the stormtroopers are transported 8,000 years into the past, and those are the ones that Leia tripped over in the very beginning of the story. There now, um, to the best of your knowledge, are there is there any reference to anything from this story in the rest of canon? Uh, yes, actually in, um, in, uh, an essential, in one of the atlases, I think it was the essential atlas, uh, that was released in 2012. Uh, they confirmed not only that, um, that the planet Bedlam exists, but that these spirits uh, exist. Uh, and also the uh, Leia tripping over um, the stormtroopers is apparently important because in the next comic in the sequentially in the series uh, she's shown as uh, having like a sprained ankle or, or something like that <laughs> so they, they apparently went so far not only to, to reference uh, you know to reference Bedlam in, in 2012 but in 1981 they, they they were like yep that happened time travel and yeah just just don't just don't don't tell Alan Moore no it's it's fine we're, we're fine. <laughs> and uh, what were you saying? Oh, no, it just, it's, it's fascinating, right? Cause that's the, um, that's figuring out Canon super, super early. Um, Cause didn't, that came out, right? To lot of a shape comes out before return of the Jedi. Before Does it even come out before? before what now? Return of the Jedi. Yeah, right? yeah, because uh, Jedi was nineteen eighty three. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it 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 came out then. So I mean, it, it and it yeah, you you know, it, it's not something that uh, that that I think that they were thinking about. Like, oh, we're going to set up this long time period, you know, and and there's going to be this big EU. But at the same time, there was a. Um, you know, I, maybe Alan Moore kickstarted it. Maybe that was all the beginning of it because, you know, it takes somebody like Alan Moore to uh, decide that, that he's just gonna, he's just gonna put some shapes in there and somebody's going to get transported 8,000 years in the past and Leia's going to die. There you go. I think it's one of the, 
Um, but neither touches, and their Star Wars has, especially some of the the outside stories, have gone in this direction. They've gone a little bit in more in the shows than in the um, in the films, but presenting the Force and the universe as far broader and mm-hmm. stranger and weirder than just like dogfights and battle cruisers, and it's really interesting to see when and how they go that direction. Um, and so. Not that we can attribute it to Alan Moore, but it's neat that that's early in its DNA of outside or peripheral canon things. Yeah, i i completely I completely agree, and that, I mean it's one of. Uh, it's, I mean, I think that's a that's a complaint that a lot of fans and and non fans have, and and rightly so, is that uh, we, we end up focusing on uh, the Skywalkers or the Jedi or you know this this small group of people um and it's that there are literally trillions and trillions of of beings and thousands or, or hundreds of thousands of planets and and it's something that it, it's a scope that that the movies i don't know that the movies can necessarily capture it um anyway just because it's very difficult to do in a movie um being so short but at the same time um how they 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 should be better at portraying scope and and time and and telling you you know what's what's going on here because we don't you know the last jedi and and the force awakens happen in the same week um that's to, to me that's that's silly i mean like it's not a, it's not that big of a deal but to me that's it's incredibly silly that you know you you have 30 odd years of nothing happening in the galaxy and then all of a sudden all this shit just crops up in a week it's like okay they they do a bad job of portraying uh uh scale i think you you brought it up before we were talking about um the 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 clone the the number of clones that are mentioned in in attack of the clones that that obi-wan talks about right no, and I mean it's with part of it is right. Like it's it, there's there's some very deliberate stuff, and we're seeing probably some more deliberate on the side of Disney. But part of it is just ramshackling a universe together, then going back and figuring out. Oh well, that was clearly a uh, a scale thing, uh, and he was speaking of a unit larger than individuals, and filling out that stuff. Yeah, I- exactly. It's it's something that Star Wars. It's something that that we love about Star Wars because Star Wars, every reference and every name and every character in Star Wars. If we had the time and the resources, we get a backstory because that's just how the universe is, and that's how the fan and that's how the fans like it, frankly. Uh, but at the same time, uh, when you do that, um, y- you you can't you you can't you know get upset when people are like hey what you know what about this character what you know what about this what about this what about this and we only see bits bits and pieces of it here here and there so the the last the last piece that we wanted to uh, or, or I'm sorry the last story that we wanted to talk about today uh, we want to start, but we're not going to. Uh, we're not going to be able to go really in depth on the story here, just because of what it is. Is 
the, the Tales of the Jedi, the Golden Age of the Sith, and that is five thousand years BBY. Um, in nineteen ninety six, it was uh, nineteen ninety six and nineteen ninety seven. It was a six issue comic series uh, written by Kevin J. Anderson, who uh, wrote a lot. Uh, yeah, what what all did he write in the 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 new Jedi Order era? Oh, he, Young Jedi Knights was the series I remember reading a lot in like mm-hmm. like fourth and fifth grade, um, which was all about <laughs> the then canon uh, set of um, of solo siblings Jaina and Jason mm-hmm. and their friends as Uncle Luke Skywalker taught them how to be Jedi on Yavin, and it was uh, it was quite something. He's a big fan of groaner puns and replacing words like knife with hydra knife. Um, yes. But has a lot, a lot of just um, really journeyman work through a mm-hmm. bunch of science fiction. And so he has a series, a comic here. Yeah. And, you know, this is you know funny. We, everybody talks about the prequels. Everybody's got, uh, everybody's got their opinions on them. But uh, here we literally have the first Star Wars prequel, the Golden Age of the Sith and the Fall of the Sith, Sith Empire, uh, are two comic, uh, two comic runs from '96 through '98 that. Uh, were that that went back and told a story a thousand years before the original tales of the Jedi series that had come out starting in 1993 with Ulit Keldroma and the Beast Riders of Onderon. Um, Golden Age tells the beginnings of the Great Hyperspace War, which was first mentioned in the original run of Tales of the Jedi, um, and. It, in order to tell the story of Tales of the Jedi, it took, uh, as, as I understand it, it took Tom Veitch a really long time uh, to get it, to, to get not only to be able to tell the story, but also uh, to uh, be able to, um, uh, to to just write any of it in the first place. Uh, Exar Kun, uh, a character who we will meet in uh, uh Dark Lords of the Sith uh, was created by Kevin Anderson for uh, the Jedi Academy series uh, where Luke's students fought uh, the long dead spirit of Exar Kun. And um, did you read that? Did you read that one? uh, Kelsey? I'm trying to remember, right? Um, I think I might've picked up that one. I definitely read the young Jedi nice things. I don't know if I picked up the Jedi Academy trilogy itself. Um, So I think I read the stuff you were after. Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting because uh, Veitch and and Anderson were talking and um, and I hope I'm pronouncing that name. I hope I'm pronouncing uh, that name right. Um, Veitch had wanted to write these old Republic stories since the '80s, but could never do it due to internal strife at Lucas and uh, uh, you know different different uh, internal political struggles there. And uh, eventually uh, what he started doing was he uh, ended up having uh, Leia consult an old Sith holocron that relayed some of the old stories of the old Republic uh, that he would eventually tell in Tales of the Jedi. And, and this was in the uh, Dark Empire trilogy of comics that were from the, uh, the I believe, the 
the late 80s to early 90s, uh, if you remember those with uh, Palpatine's clones. <laughs> that was quite the quite the saga. <laughs> yeah, those. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, they not not my favorite clones, not not the not the best plot device uh <laughs> to me uh after the success of dark empire Veitch was allowed to pitch his proposal directly to lucas uh who greenlit the process um now at this point uh lucas was apparently still very concerned about like how the old republic was going to be portrayed because it had never been shown and so a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about next time has different names. It has, it has different, uh, um, it's, it's known differently in these comics because they take place much earlier and we meet a lot of the, uh, external characters or minor characters here, uh, that we'll meet later or, or that, that we see in the original uh, Tales of the Jedi run there. Um, the, the system that uh, Nomi Sunrider and Ulit Keldroma go to, uh, which was later called Empress Tita, is now called Koros. Uh, we see Empress Tita finishing up her conquering the system uh we see Odan Ur, who is, uh, I guess, probably our main protagonist or one of our main protagonists here, um, who teaches Nomi, is murdered by Exar Kun for Sith Holocron, um, and is one of the greatest Jedi masters ever. We see him as a younger Jedi and how he encountered and recovered that Holocron in the first place. So uh, it's, you know, it's these interesting, these interesting parallels. Now, um, something, you know, this is a lot of background info here, but it's something that I think is, we think is necessary because you know, we're, we're going in chronological order, but these comics did come out for five, six years after the original, or yeah, four or five years after the original run. So the, the first two issues, Ulit Keldroma and the Beast Riders of Onderon, uh, then the saga of Nomi Sunrider, the Freed Nad Uprising, the Dark Lords of the Sith, then the Sith War, and then finally the Golden Age of the Sith and the fall of the Sith Empire. And then there was a final series called Redemption after that. I think it's funny that even in even in telling prequel stories, the way they structure prequel stories is they still do the later one first or the more recent one. <laughs> then they go back. It's like, wait a second. We have to set all this up first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah that's that's funny i didn't even notice that it's and they didn't apparently they did the last the last arc redemption was going to be to was going to be very emotional for them to create so uh luke you know lucas and and anderson's group um at that time because veitch left uh, partway through the Sith War series, due to internal politics that uh, you know we don't know anything about, um, 
at that time, Anderson and, and Lucas group decided, let's just go back and do a prequel series so we can take a breather before we go into, uh, into redemption so uh yeah apparently you know they considered a very they considered it a very emotional journey as well now um here again we're talking about uh you know a few characters there's odin ur who is a jerathos jedi knight mimit nadil who is another jedi empress tita uh gav and jory Darragon who are uh, brother and sister hyperspace explorers, Naga Sadao and Ludo Kresh, who are uh, Sith Lords, or who are, yeah, well, I guess they're Sith Lords vying for the title of Dark Lord of the Sith. And uh, we see, we also see Mark Aragnos, who, is, who has just died at the ripe old age of 100. Apparently the only Sith Lord to ever die of old age. So there you go. It's great. It's a great detail to throw in there. It's like the there's a whole century of Roman emperors where like three of them die of natural causes, and the rest is all a pile of murder. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Third century was messy, but it's neat to see that in in here too. Is doing a thing of like the Sith. They're so hyper violent that old age just happened once. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I don't, and I mean, at, at the time, I they I don't they really hadn't fleshed out like all of the Sith background yet. So him just dying of old age was like probably just like, you know, that's just he he's going to be really old, so he's wise. But you know, now to us, like a Sith Lord dying of old age, that just meant the rest of them were, you know, lazy. What what, what were you guys doing for? You know, he he died at a hundred years old. What were you guys doing that entire time? golden age? So, yeah. Dying of old age. It seemed like a very golden age kind of thing. The oh, yeah. calm and peaceful enough that even the Sith, <laughs> the power, <laughs> could live to old age without having to sweat too much. And then that's why a golden age ends. Because you get the, I guess they have two Sith Lords vying for it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and um, you know, the the timeline here, like like we just said, we are at five thousand BBY, a thousand years before the events of the first Tales of the Jedi comic. And now, if you are someone who plays the Old Republic MMO, you might be saying wait a minute, there's some stuff that happened before this, and I promise you, against my better judgment, we will get to the Old Republic MMO and talk about that stuff. <laughs> then we will talk about that extended soap opera uh, in the future, but uh, we, we wanted to keep it, keep the timeline sequential for stories and then tell the background information instead of just having, you know, reading off a timeline is saying this year this happened but you're we're not going to talk about that for five episodes <laughs> you know it's uh, probably not the best idea to uh, to run a podcast like that doesn't seem like it to me anyway. <laughs> but what do i know um all right well uh kelsey i think uh, i think that's a good stopping point for today because uh the yeah. Golden Age of the Sith is is a good story, and but it's it's going to take it's going to take a little while to tell. I think so. I think this is a good place for us to stop for now as we continue our people's history in the future. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, everybody, thank you. Thank you again for listening to a people's history of the old Republic. Next time we'll talk a little more about, uh, the golden age of the Sith, the great hyperspace war and the hundred years darkness. Yeah. New this week. Uh, please rate, comment and subscribe. I thought I'd never have to say that. <laughs> oh, it sounds even, it sounds even worse than hearing other people say it. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, Kelsey, you say it. Can you say sure. it? Sure. Yes. Rate, comment, and subscribe to People's History yes. of the Old Republic, P-H-O-T-O-R, on Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. We are also on Twitter at PhotorPod. That's P-H-O-T-O-R-P-O-D. And you can email us at photarpodcast at gmail.com. Send us questions wow. and comments, and we will answer some of them on future episodes. You you do that you do that so much better than I do. I uh man It's the curse of working mm-hmm. in media. Like so do you does does it bother you like do you ever do you ever think you're like I have a I have a voice for radio? Did did do you ever do are you ever just like oh, I wasn't born in the thirties? <laughs> Unfortunately, we're in the second great golden age of listening to people just say shit as audio form. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Podcast and perhaps listen to me on other ones at some point. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, I'm Luke at Luke is amazing on Twitter, and I'm at Atherton KD on Twitter. Yeah, that's Kelsey. Thank you for listening, and we really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. May the force be with you.